This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Live and local in the morning from 6 to 9, covering all of your favorite teams with analysis and opinions to carry you through the morning on the Blitz 1170 and streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app. We want to hear from you. Tweet slash X us at the Blitz 1170 or the text line is always open at 918-262-5072. Now it's time for the Morning Blitz. Here's Rick Corey. Good morning and welcome to Monday. Man, that happened in a hurry, didn't it? Anytime you've got a nice weekend like that, it sure seems to go fast. And there was so much to do and so much to pay attention to. I don't know about you, but if you weren't scrambling around trying to either find a place, try to get from one venue to the next, or trying to get from one channel to the next while you were trying to at the same time go... I really ought to go do that, but I just well, I got to watch this or I got to listen to that. It was that kind of weekend. I'm Rick Corey. That's Bryce Hall's in the next uh, next room. I know you worked a lot this weekend. Did you get to anything too? Oh, I, you put it perfectly about being able to get around, scramble, but also <laughs> try and keep up with things. Yeah, uh, that that was kind of how my weekend went. I was all over the place while just constantly. Looking at my phone, trying to keep updated on everything, uh, and trying to stay present in the certain moment that I was in as well, which is a task. That's hard. Yes. Yes, it is. And you know, here's the time of year. You know, football's over now, two weeks, and the withdrawals are, are starting to wane a little mm. bit. You know, you still feel like every now and then you got to go back and watch a game. <laughs> and there were a couple on. There were replays of a couple of games on this weekend, I noticed, as I was bouncing around. But, but you're trying to actually, we had things we needed to do. And the weather was good enough to do them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then you find yourself, hey, wait a minute, what was that score? And you're going to find <laughs> that. And then this morning, I got here before 4 this morning. And I'm, you know, there's a ton of stuff to do, obviously. And I'm writing all that down. And then suddenly it's, it's you know, 545. And I went, wait, hockey. And I had to go back and find the Bedlam <laughs> hockey score. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was all set up by just a classic weekend in Stillwater. GIA yeah. hasn't looked like that two days in a row. I don't know when. Oh, I don't know either. You know, you're talking about the incredible crowds for Bedlam basketball and then the incredible crowd for OSU wrestling. Unfortunately, for both those crowds, it didn't go well. But Mm-mm. I have seen the final angle of that final shot uh, in basketball a, mul- a million times, and it's still just an amazing shot. And if you're Oklahoma, yeah. St- you feel horrible for Oklahoma State, who played really well. You feel horrible, you feel great for Oklahoma. I mean, that's a that's that's a heck of a win. But you feel bad for Oklahoma State, and you feel bad for Javon Small, who had mm-hmm. the chance to hit the one, you know, the front end of the one on one and one and one, and mm-hmm. likely, I mean, either you know tie that game or make sure it stays tied, or to actually just win it outright. Uh, I felt, and especially everything Oklahoma State has gone through this year, but you feel great for Oklahoma. You know, Think about how close that shot was for McCollum to be on that outside line. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just as close as you can get. It was. It was. And then there were some, well, he stepped out of bounds, and he didn't. If you can see the very close shots of that. Some people trying to make that. You know, that never (laughs) happened either. But I can understand, depending on certain places you were in the arena, where it might look like that. I I, I get that. But then the close-ups are proven that that wasn't the case. But then (laughs) of the weekend, and and in softball, Oklahoma just goes and rips through everybody in softball. Oklahoma State had a great softball weekend. OSU baseball had a really good weekend, including a suicide squeeze, squeeze for goodness sake. You don't see that very often. Uh, Oklahoma baseball had a really good weekend, too. Tulsa, you know, upsets 
Charlotte. Yeah. That's a pretty good Charlotte team. And the guy who played at Charlotte in his previous life <laughs> is the guy who lit them up. Arkansas won a basketball game. Of course, they beat Missouri. It's mm. it's hard to say it that way. Well, they beat Missouri. Uh, you know, I go back to Norm Stewart, and, you know, when Missouri was really good. Uh, just what a weekend. I mean, just everywhere you look. Thunder won over the weekend, too. It's just one of those. Mm. Now, I know you had things to do here. Did you need golf work this weekend? I did. I did yesterday. Um, and it's it's at that time of year where, mm. you know, we're, that we're, te- up. we're technically in winter, you know, but it gets but it, it's, it feels like spring. Right. And yeah. so uh, that was definitely a busy day for me. Rounds yesterday. getting bigger and, and busier and busier and busier. Yes. Yes. Um, it gets to the point to where you spend a lot of time. It's it's uh, it's both busy and it's not right, because there's a time where all the carts are gone. Like there's almost nothing to do because you're so busy. Um, but then when they're all start to flow back in, then it becomes a little bit rampant. But but I was able to get out earlier than, than expected yesterday still. People got done a lot earlier, so mm-hmm. I was able to kind of settle in, t- take in all the different emotions over the weekend and <laughs> and bottle them up for today because yeah. that's always the best thing to do, right? Bottle up your emotions and then let them speak <laughs> live on air. way down yeah. there. <laughs> and then when you have this job, you just let them release live on air. Yep. And that's why, you know, at home, you, you may not be able to do this. I mean, you do it at work, right? You you, th- you talk to your buddy or your buddies or your friends. I mean, hey, look, I, I just don't want to make this a guy thing either because, I mean, my wife will talk more sports with me and my daughter. I, I, met, I bet you we had 30 texts from Delaney this week. Weekend. Okay, now tennis. Oh, at softball. Ups. Back over here at basketball. Women's basketball again. And last night, I'll just well, last night. Yeah, let's go through the thread. Well, it's not all of it. <laughs> I don't know that I have time for all of it. Delaney and and Christine and I are on one. I mean, we have an entire family on one, like everybody else does, right? Including Kelly and Jill and everybody in Pennsylvania. Uh, and Lindsay is on one as well. That's generally more. Um, schedule oriented for doctors and things that we have to do with her but Delaney and Christina and I are on one and and Lindsay wouldn't want to be on this one anyway because she didn't care I mean she's not worried about those kinds of things but she had said uh, um let's see here oh for some reason though she just texted she just texted Pepperdine mascot is on fire and then she texts they're blue and orange I missed my calling I should have worked there I don't know if you've ever seen Pepperdine's campus it is Unbelievably stunning. I, I it, bet it is gorgeous. That's Just, where, I know where it is in the country. So yeah, that's, that's where Stead Upman came from when he came to Tulsa. Was okay. Pepperdine, and I remember having a conversation with him. I said, "You know, I've seen that campus, and I've seen this one, and I love this place, but how'd you do that?" Yeah. <laughs> and he said, "You know what? I wanted to be where there were more Division One sports." Mm, I mean, well, that was the reason. Anyway, so she, she was at one of those, right? And I can't remember even where that, which whether it was softball or whatever. And then she and my, my Christine asked, "Oh wait, a minute. she said, what, what are you at right now?'" She said, "Tennis." And so I said, "Have a forty love day." And she goes, "Well, I'm going right to softball." And I said, "Well, then have a run rule day." And then they did run rule somebody hey. in softball. And then she sent me a birthday idea, which is she wants College World Series tickets in Oklahoma Ooh, City. Yeah, she wants softball. When's her birthday? Softball, uh, March eleventh. Okay, coming up. Say so she'll be twenty seven. She wants those on March eleventh. Uh, and then she says, uh, I am, let's see, what is it? Uh, let's see, Wanda Maroon Whataburger t-shirt. She was very excited about that. <laughs> She's a big Whataburger fan. Uh, and then she, see, then she goes to softball extra innings. Um, walk-off Grand Slam, by the way, which she was happy about. Home nice. for dinner, back out for tennis. And uh, then one other thing. Oh, then she went back home 
<laughs> in between, she went home, had her lunch, watched the Fernando Valenzuela documentary, then went mm-hmm. back out, then went home for dinner, watched the Shoei Itani documentary, and then went back out <laughs> one more time. <laughs> So yeah, it's that time of year. We, we all we all felt the same, right? Pretty much. Now she lives about oh, in in literal blocks, a block and a half from, or maybe two blocks from Kyle, and a block yeah. and a half right across the street from Bluebell. Uh, so that's where baseball it's like right is. in the athletic village. Oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah, she's literally maybe 150 yards off of the street that uh, separates the two, uh, and then Reed Arena is probably a half mile away and. Yeah, you know, softball's right there as well. Tennis is right there. Track is right there, and they just re- just redid their track and field. It's gorgeous. So she goes to that too. She actually went to swimming and diving the other day, and she and she texted us because Christine and I both like that a lot. And she texted and goes, "I'm sorry, I just don't get this." <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, she, it, it took all the way to swimming and diving before she finally was like, "All right, I don't really know." Yeah, so well, she I said, respect you know, it. she said it's a little dull, and I, you know, <laughs> you got to realize what that's like when you're really trying at a high level to push her way through the water and what that's oh, you know yeah. what that feels like and she's you know a diver but is has not ever competed like that one quite sure at any rate that's kind of the way everybody's weekend was i'm sure yours too did you get anywhere live though like i know you didn't get to still water did you or did no you? I, didn't, I didn't get to still water i was at bedlam hockey <clears throat> oh yeah i was at bedlam hockey how was, was it on, it was great yeah i went on a double date there with uh with my brother and his wife and my girlfriend so it was a lot of fun. Um, five three Oklahoma. Five three Oklahoma. Very very big shootout. And honestly, it looked right at the beginning that OU they were up two to nothing mm-hmm. at one point, very very early on. Um, so I was able to w- watch that and also kind of keep updated with basketball on my phone. And um, <laughs> does your girlfriend does that bother your girlfriend? Because now you're at you're at a game <laughs> a. And not everybody's into that. Then you're on your phone trying to watch another game, yet you're on a double date. How did you work that magic? See, that's that's the thing is I, I waited until it came down to, like, the waning moments before I finally pulled it up to stream. So I pulled it up to stream at the end of regulation, watched Devon Small miss the free throw, closed my eyes, took a deep breath, <laughs> closed it, closed the app, and I, I waited again few minutes pass I tune back in because it's like again I, I want to be present you mm-hmm. know sure but I tune back in right after John Michael Wright hits the three to go up by one and my phone is buffering a lot so I'm way behind building, now yeah. right when it catches uh right when it starts to flow again even though I'm behind it's on OU's final possession I get a text from a friend that says one coach called timeout with 13 seconds left one didn't with a shrugging emoji and I, I didn't even watch the final play. I just, just zoomed. Knew. I just zoomed past it, <laughs> saw the final score, and put my phone away. And I remember she just kind of like tapped me on the back, just kind of patted me a little bit, you know. And I just was like, "There, there." Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna let it affect me. I'm not gonna let it affect me just now. I so I, I bottled those emotions. I waited until I was able to go home and you know, for this purpose, watch it all, get the full effect yeah. of it. Um, and I'll have I'll have thoughts on it, but yeah. yeah, yes, and we will ask for those. And I want the same from you at home at nine one eight two six two five zero seven two. Again, I realized with the first really nice weekend, oh, there were a lot of people outside because we spent a lot of time driving around doing things as well and trying to pay attention at the same time. Uh, because when I'm gone so much, you know, during the day right now with Lindsay going to and from Oklahoma City, we had to have we had things we had to get done. So we had dive students coming by. We had fittings all weekend long. We had a car we had to get in and out of a shop. We had all kinds of things. I, mean, I didn't realize, you know, 
I, I'm driving, let's see, I'm driving about 200 and you can't count to and from here, plus to and from Oklahoma City every day during the week. I'm driving about 255, 260 miles a day. And so I didn't realize we'd already passed oil change time. <laughs> I had to get that thing and get Man. oil changed in, considering yeah. how much we're going. It's flying by, right? Yeah, so. tire rotations and the whole thing. Because I'm I'm doing more. I'm doing around thirteen hundred miles a week. Goodness. Uh, and so you're doing that, plus you're doing other things at home. So we we were busy doing that, but it was a really nice day to do it and trying to stay up to to date with everything. But as I drive by, like I don't really far far from a couple of golf courses, and as you drive by them, we certainly don't live on them. Trust me. <laughs> but as you drive by them, the number of people out. So that's why I thought of you. I thought. I'm oh, sure you're working your tail off because there's mm-hmm. a ton of them out there. All right, before I take this break, though, I've got to ask you, does your girlfriend take well to the sports? Does she care? Does she, Or is she just tolerant? Uh, she cares. She likes hockey in particular. Oh. Um, really big hockey fan, and then she's kind of casual about everything else. But uh, she, it, it's, it's kind of nice, one of those things, because she's very smart, and so uh, I'm able to have my moment when it comes to sports that she doesn't know a lot about and feel kind of on top of the world and feel like I'm <laughs> educating somebody for once in my life. So, uh, yeah, she's, she's very kind and, and open to a lot of different sports opinions. She's a sports fan, but more specifically hockey. Is she a team? She have, does she have a team? Uh, yes, uh, the, the Stars and the Avalanche because um, she went to school uh, in in Colorado. Oh, where? And so, uh, University of Denver. Okay. So, um, and then Blackhawks due to a, a family friend. So she has a, her own little contingent of little teams in the NHL. Uh, uh, so she's an NHL fan. So you didn't, she didn't care about local, I mean, doesn't have a local college tie of any uh, her, her family is big OSU fans. Okay. Um, but yeah, she's the, she's the outlier that, that went out of state for instance <laughs> to go to so, Denver. Yeah, I got you. All right, well you can get a great omelet. It is six thirteen on the Blitz eleven seventy. That's Bryce. He'll have thoughts. I'm Rick Corey. All right, coming up today we'll have this day in sports history with Bryce. Brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. We'll have our Blitz bus this morning at seven fifteen. Uh, Teddy Owens from Holland Hall check back in with us. It's always good to check in with Teddy. We uh, got through the first weekend of high school basketball, and I'm not going to read you every score because you can find them on your phone. But I'll go through a couple of things because they're there I mean there's some teams that are doing exactly kind of what we thought they would do and then we're going to talk about just all those things we had today we'll, we'll get more into OU OSU uh, and, and and to John Smith whose first statement post OSU Iowa was probably all that you needed to hear <laughs> and really past that Coach Smith, to begin with, is just so entertaining. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, but we'll do that. We've got the baseball. We've got the softball because we've got all those scores we talked about and hockey. Thunder, as I said last night. I don't know if you saw Rick Pitino this weekend, but, oh, my God, it was classic. We've got to do that. Uh, there's a funny bit from Greg McDermott. We'll get to Wimby has done something else. I'm talking about Victor Wimbanyana. All these things coming up. Plus, we want your opinions, your texts at 918 uh, Your thoughts on the weekend. You heard, you know, okay, one want to time out here, time out there. I know we're going to hear a lot of breakdowns and why this is a problem and this guy lost this and this guy lost this. What we ended up with is a really damn high-level college basketball game, and unfortunately somebody had to lose it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the way that went. But we uh, we can talk about all those things, and we need your input to do it at 918-262-5072. That's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line right here inside the Tulsa Oilers studios on the Blitz. The Blitz text line is always open, 918-262-5072. You can text us anything you want at any time. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. 
The Tulsa Golden Hurricane took down the Charlotte 49ers with a comeback victory on Saturday, 69-67. Jerry Garcia led the way with 24 points in his performance. Next up for the Hurricane is a Wednesday road trip to UTSA for a 7 o'clock tip. Pre-pregame will start at 6.30 over on Big Country 99.5. And the final Bedlam basketball game for the foreseeable future did not disappoint as the Sooners beat the Cowboys in an OT Classic 84-82. The Cowboys had three players with 20 points, Small and Williams with 21 and Eric Daly with 20. OU had five players in double figures, led by Rivaldo Soares, who had 20 off the bench. But it was Javion McCollum with a buzzer-beating three to put the dagger. That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. Rick Corey and that is Bryce Hulse in the other room. We are almost to 50 degrees today in a day that's going to be 85. 85. Oh, 85 tomorrow and then 45 Wednesday. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah, spring is going to feel like forever, isn't it? Because once we so finally funny. get into that official time, it's like, haven't we been here already? Uh, the weather just makes me laugh. Uh, the number, I mean, especially look, around here. And I know, right, I get how people pay attention to it. I know why Travis and the guys upstairs are so important. I get all of it, but it just makes me laugh. There are people who will come here, you know, for instance, you go, I go back to the PGA, you know, a couple of years ago. And the folks from ESPN, <laughs> I was sitting in the tent, uh, and I think it was popping me, I can't remember who, but we had been up at the interview area, and I was standing outside, and one of the ESPN producers, and they were all amazed at Tulsa. We've said this a couple of years ago, but they were. And some of the same people that were back for Live last year were the same. Was like, I just can't believe what it's like here. I mean, God, I want to live here. It's so, you know, cost of living's fantastic. They were doing brewery tours downtown. They were eating incredible food. Obviously, it's nice there at Southern Hills, blah, blah, blah. But then <laughs> the, they were complaining about the weather. And and I, I asked somebody why, and they said, well, my God, it's hot. And we didn't expect it would be this hot. And then it was one, like one day it was really cold. We didn't expect it to be this cold. You know, that's, was it Sunday morning? I think mm, it was. Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. chilly was like that, yeah, right? That. It was like, it's like, I didn't expect it to be this cold. So my wife had been out at, I can't remember, she would gone somewhere. And she's not one who'll go shopping for like four hours at a time. That's not her deal. But um, except at Walmart, she will do that at groceries. Isn't that weird? Mm. Anyway, she was out somewhere and she bumped into a woman from ESPN. And the woman just happened to walk up to her, and believe me, Christine can talk to a fence post. That She would have a conversation with that door right there. She meets no strangers. Uh, and she she was in one of these stores, and somebody had come up to her and, and asked her a question. And she was trying to help, and it turned out to be one of the ESPN producers. And, and the young lady said, you know, she goes, I love it here. However, you have to bring an entire wardrobe for three days. I've got to have coats. I've got to have jackets under things and, you know, whatever. But I also have to have, like, a singlet, you know, for the, then one day when it's going to be 102. And that's us. It's going to be 85 one day and 45 the next. And around the country, most people would never understand that. Nope. Only around here, right? It, 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 right, yeah. <laughs> the average difference in temperature in somewhere like San Diego, which is a place that's fairly the same, right, is 6 degrees, 6 to 8 degrees a day. From the time mm. you get up until the time you come home, it only wavers 6 to 8 degrees. 
you can oh. just dress, right? Not in Oklahoma. You have to take an entire wardrobe in a vehicle all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's where it's where you get in your car in the morning, right? And your AC is turned all the way to uh, cold, and so you have to just get it down to heat, and then you get yeah. back in the afternoon and flip it back. It's mm-hmm. it's that kind of weather. But the, and you'll open your your car if you're like us. You'll open the back next seat of your car, and in that will be at least one jacket, maybe two, a set of gloves, probably some kind mm-hmm. of a hat or a cap, yeah. and and some workout gear. <laughs> so back there, mm-hmm. so you got it all covered. And we even actually keep Christine is big about, you know, preparedness, if you will. No, she's not a prepper, but she has. Um, we have. We were throwing away a bunch of beach towels because we have, you know, once again dive instructors. So you have a ton of those, right? And you accumulate them during the years. We were going to throw away a couple, and then some of those are really big. So she put one in each car as a blanket, just in case you need it, right? So we've got that in there too. So, I mean, we are equipped, and this weather just makes me laugh. All right, 623 on the Blitz 1170. I did feel bad about something over the weekend, and that is the the enormous crowds at Gallagher-Iba and both came away with losses. And, you know, in basketball, it was, again, a high level as it could be. I know at one point I, it was Dave Hunziker who said, if you could buy a defensive stop on eBay, it'd be about 15K, and one of these teams would buy. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, God bless Dave for that one, right? And I can imagine that would be the case. So, so, so well com- competed in in both, you know, from both teams. I think Oklahoma State probably needed the win more from the standpoint of programmatically. It mm-hmm. probably means more to Oklahoma right now, considering where they are when they're trying to get to post. Now, yeah. the Cowboys still have an opportunity, obviously, to go to Kansas City and make some noise. I mean, we're not quite done, but, I mean, you know, once that's over, I mean, really the focus becomes now the tournament and see what you can do there to make noise. So, but I still felt bad because somebody had to lose. But then you go to Sunday and, wow, I mean, I didn't – well, listen to this. This is John Smith. Someone asked John Smith, head wrestling coach at Oklahoma State, and, you know, he suffers no fools and does not, does not mind speaking his mind. And they said, well, what are, your, what are your initial thoughts? And here he is. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he really didn't need to say anything else, did he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they lost 22-9 to Iowa. 14-1 uh, regular season. They'd been undefeated until that point. 13,721 at GIA. Third largest crowd in ever, In history. Yeah. And it led to the largest average in the history of the arena for wrestling this year. Wow. 5,871 this year was the average, and that is a record. Uh, Dayton Fix was a winner in his last match there. So he finishes 36-0 and at GIA, and let me find it for you here. Someone asked him post, and, and unfortunately, well, I say unfortunately, it's just the way it is. When you go to a news conference in football or even in basketball in most places when it's postgame, they'll have – you know, they'll have mics set up there and they have the media room set up so that the audio quality is really good. Mm. A lot of things you'll go to, wrestling, baseball, sometimes sometimes some other Olympic sports, if you will, things like that, and there's just a table and somebody up there and you're recording it from 30 feet away or holding up a phone to try to record it or something, which I think is unfortunate. You have the same opportunities 
It's not like the schools are short of equipment. Do the same thing for every sport. Mm-hmm. At least put a mic up there. And in this case, there's not up there for date and fix. And you could tell with John Smith, I mean, I had to pump that up so you could actually hear it. So this is date and fix. Somebody asked him his thoughts on wrestling for the last time at GIA. So I pumped it up a little bit so you can hear it, but I wanted you to get these. I just wanted to take it in, you know, kind of one, one last time. I grew up you know, dreaming of putting on that orange thing in wrestling, in Gallagher, you know, I, I, I as, a, as a little kid, I, I spent a lot of uh, a lot of time here. So it's a dream come true for me just to be able to represent Oklahoma State, and you know, I, I love Oklahoma State. Yeah, isn't this something? I mean, you love to hear that from the kid. I mean, you could see it in his eyes and the emotion too, as he sat there. You, I mean, we talked before, and we've asked athletes and we've asked players and coaches. What is it going through your mind? I get I do that every year with a Tulsa senior, you know, and I did it at Oklahoma State the year I was down there with those guys who were seniors. Mm-hmm. You know, Jason Gilden, who we knew was going to go on and play in the NFL. And I, I asked him that last post game, what are you going to remember? You know, and, and here's a guy who grew up just wanting to be at Oklahoma State, talking about wearing the orange singlet, and you could see the impact it had on him. Mm-hmm. But he he was a bright spot. Now, I did watch some of that yesterday, and when I tuned in, it was 3-3, and it just kind of went downhill from there. And, you know, John Smith thought, and he said in his post game, you know, he said, I really thought, you know, we had three, four matches left. He said, I really thought we had a chance at every one of those, and we'd go one and three. And, but he said, too, and I'd like to play this later, he talked about his. he didn't think his team was quite tough enough. He said they hadn't been bounced around and roughed up, and Iowa had during the year. And had yeah. lost a couple of duels, and he said, "I think it showed today." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I felt bad for the crowds in both cases because you and I both talked about how GIA hasn't had the same feeling, and we know that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. unfortunate, but it's true. Post Eddie, it just hasn't been quite the same, um, and it's been tough this year. And so, to have that back for at least two two uh, sports and two events, it would have really been nice to see a win come out of one of those. Yeah, it would have. Um, I think what's disappointing with wrestling is that it really showed just how far away the Big Ten is right now yeah. in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, OSU made a lot of strides this year, had some duels against top five teams, which they won pretty handily, mm-hmm. even a couple of those when you look at Missouri and Iowa State. And I think it just shows the toughness that those Big Ten teams have right now. OSU wasn't able to get any of the upsets that they needed, and I think that's very poignant by John Smith to mm-hmm. mention is that their toughness it was really what outlasted OSU. It just kind of I think that was kind of the most depressing part was how how much OSU has really gotten better, and it seemed like they were back. And it's really is Iowa State or excuse me Iowa, Iowa mm-hmm. Penn Penn State mm-hmm. definitely. And then far down the line is the number three team. You know, it's it's a large, large gap right there. And it wasn't before. And But, you know, it happens. Now you work your mm-hmm. way back. And the question is, how do you take this? You know, does his team take this and, and buck up and say, no more of this, and move on? And, you know, you too, with the Big 12, with Oklahoma moving on, of course, and Oklahoma had a really good wrestling program at one point too, mm-hmm. with Oklahoma, Texas moving on, you're losing somebody out of the Big 12 who still wrestles. But you you look at the Oklahoma State program and you wonder, would it be – well, you couldn't do that. Wouldn't it be cool if you could, if you wanted to, if you were John Smith, say, you know what, let's just wrestle in another league. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you can't. I mean, they do have others wrestling in the Big 12 who aren't in the Big 12. I'm, yeah. You mentioned Mizzou uh, and people like that. 
But you, you would like to – you wonder if because those Big Ten teams wrestle against each other all the time and you don't have that same level, even as you said, when you try to, to wrestle against bigger competition, would it be beneficial to day in and day out be in that league? I think after a couple of years it, it would start to feel that way. Mm-hmm. I know that when we talked about realignment after OU and Texas made the news and you started kind of scrambling – seeing what you could possibly do when you had, you know, the OSUs, Kansas, Iowa mm-hmm. States kind of flirting with the Big Ten a little bit about maybe something could happen there. I think that was a part that wasn't really talked about enough is, I mean, hey, Iowa State and Oklahoma State going into the Big Ten for wrestling. I mean, that would mm-hmm. just make it the the most dominant conference you could possibly think of. Uh, it may Maybe after a while, you know, I think it would be a rude awakening at first, but mm-hmm. it would probably help in the long run. It kind of reminds me right now of the Lincoln-Riley years of OU football <laughs> where you'd see they, they could dominate the Big 12. They'd have a slip up here occasionally, but they would win conference titles you know, easily for, you know, he won five straight at one point, I believe, and then you'd get to the playoff and it was a whole other ball game. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where OSU wrestling has been recently is that they've been, and they haven't won the Big 12 the past couple of years, but they have been very good in the Big 12 conference for a decade, but they just... Those other leagues, Big Ten in particular, have really made strides where OSU just hasn't. Yeah, and it, it, because they, the competition, you know, high competition raises everybody eventually mm-hmm. or or makes really big separation. You either rise up or you fall down. And there's not a lot in between there. Yep. And in wrestling, in wrestling especially, there, it, there's just not as many in football. There's a lot of mid-level teams, and there just aren't that many in wrestling. You're either really good or you aren't. And that's kind of the way it's worked out. And I got a text that my brother said he thinks OU is staying in the Big 12 in wrestling. That is correct. OU is going to oh, be, they are, they, they're okay. going to stay in the Big 12 That's right, because they don't wrestle in, in the yeah, SEC, yeah. mm-hmm. And so I thought, I remember when they made the news, I thought that maybe yeah, they'd you. go to the Pac-12 or the mm-hmm. Mac, yeah. Missouri was in the MAC for a little bit before they right, came back yeah, in the Big 12. Right. But OU is going to be in the Big 12. So. Yeah, a, thank you for the reminder, because you're right. <clears throat> and when you think of the SEC, you think they do everything. <laughs> and they don't. <laughs> right? <laughs> they don't. And, you know, I guess it's not that, sur- I don't know if it's that surprising or not, you know. Like mid south wrestling and the old the old stuff that we talked about, you know. And yes, I know that's different, but those things, you know, the um, the early Saturday morning wrestling that I used to watch, that was all based in Memphis and South. Mm. So the fact the SEC doesn't wrestle, you know, surprises yeah. me a little. Like there's some history in the southeast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bit. And so it still surprises me. It still doesn't. It's not front of mind with me that they don't have wrestling down there. Mm. It just makes sense to me they should. Uh, I guess they're just too busy in football, right? Yeah. They can't. We can't take that money and spend that somewhere <laughs> else. Well, and Title IX probably has something to do with it. You've got to yeah. eliminate something when you're when you're having when you mm-hmm. are required to spend X number of dollars on both sides, women and men. So some things get yeah, for sure. It, it's one of the reasons that there are some not you know especially smaller schools. It's not some of the reasons you don't see some of the sports you used to, and some of the reasons you see some of the lady sports. That either seem like nobody cares, nobody shows up, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you've got to have one, so somebody picks one. And yeah. maybe it's rowing or whatever it is, <laughs> right. and suddenly that's a sport, and everybody's like, how do we get that? Well, mm-hmm. I don't like I think that's the way Stanford almost <clears throat> Stanford almost lost the wrestling program a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, had to kind of fight back with that in terms of getting, generating their own money, you know. So yep, it's, yep, it, can yep, be, yep. it can be tough. 634 on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Salsa. I'm Rick Corey. Uh, I'd like to have some response at 918-262-5072 on our the Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma. Text line for any of you Oklahoma State, Oklahoma fans over the weekend. As a matter of fact, if you're an OSU fan and you want to complain about lack of timeouts or when timeouts should call or any of those.
those things, then let us know at 918-262-5072. Otherwise, it's a hell of a weekend. It really was. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio reminding you that when you go to an Oilers game, we do the Blitz Upgrade. We will call ticket numbers, random ticket numbers, usually from the cheaper seats, and we will bring somebody down and put them really close to the action. We do that for the Oilers in hockey, and we do it in football, too. It's called the Blitz Upgrade from the Blitz and the Tulsa Oilers. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Oklahoma State baseball went 2-1 and one at Globe Life Field over the weekend. The Pokes beat Michigan 9-3 on Friday, beat second-ranked Arkansas 2-1 to one in 14 innings on Saturday, then dropped their last game against fourth-ranked Oregon State last night. The Cowboys will be at Dallas Baptist on Tuesday. And OU baseball had a successful weekend, going 3-1 and one against Wright State. They won the first three matchups by a combined score of 44-12 before dropping the final game 12-2. Next up for the Sooners, it's a matchup with the Pitt Panthers in Vegas on Friday. That's the Wonder World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holse on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We like to hear from you in every way. That, your 918-262-5072 Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line as well. Those all open, 918-262-5072. If you're an Oklahoma State fan, if there's a position or a place in that Bedlam game you thought was key to maybe should have been something that would have done differently, if you're an Oklahoma fan, where do you think the upside is? And with tournament time coming up, I'd love to have feelings from both sides about these two teams. They're, I'd hate to play Oklahoma because you don't know what you're going to get. And on a day, they're, they're as we said before, really wildly athletic. And on a day when they're playing really well and you're hitting shots like McCollum hit right there, look out. I mean, this league has proven how good it is. It's also proven that UCF can beat Kansas and things yeah. like that. So, you know, West Virginia are, beat Kansas. So. Yeah, I mean, it's all bets are off. Now, you go to mm-hmm. K. I mean, I understand. We're going to Kansas City. And that's really a, it's a home thing oh, for goodness. Bill Self in Kansas. And a little bit, actually, for K-State, too. So we all get that. We know that, which is why I've always thought it was funny. I understand they bid for it and they do a nice job, blah, blah, blah. blah. To me, they ought to play that thing somewhere like Dallas or to be okay. You know, yeah. they've done that before, and yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to get here, and you've got the arena, and okay, that'd be a home game for OSU. No, you, <laughs> so you don't do that, and oh, hell. Anyway, but I, you know what? This year, let's let it slide, right? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but th- th- that th- my point is, anybody can beat pretty much anybody mm-hmm. can beat everybody. And yeah. you've got you've got interesting teams in there like the Iowa States of the world who are really good. You got Baylor who's supposed to be a lot better, but they're still really good, and you're not quite sure about them. And I just think it's going to be fun. And you got Houston, obviously, which is just better than everybody else right now, it seems. But again, they've had their moments too. So it's it's going to be fun. It really is going to be a good time. But what what where do you think these two teams roll into the Big Twelve? I mean, and how? If you're Oklahoma State, do you look at this as God? We've got to do something to salvage this. Uh, and you, know, if you're, you heard Mike Boynton say in the last couple of couple of well, probably ten days to two weeks, and I don't know Bryce, I'll get your opinion. Uh, he has when he came out and made the NIL comments. I mean that took a lot of attention and a lot of oxygen for for good reasons, and he wasn't wrong about any of it. Right, but it comes across as here's a coach making an excuse because he knows he's on the hot seat. To many, not yeah. to everyone, I get it, but to many it comes across that way. 
And so that that was kind of bubbling around for a few days. Then they come out and they go on a two-game win streak. And suddenly they're playing really well. Then they play really well in this game. You just happen to lose late on a really difficult shot. I mean, that shot, eight out of ten times isn't going to go in, I would think. I mean, That's even with a really good shooter. I mean, yeah, it was guarded, faded away, hurried. He got it out of his hands with, what, two tenths to go? Mm-hmm. Something like that. And God bless him, he made it. I mean, it's a hell of a shot. And they said, look, we wanted the ball in his hands because he likes pressure. That's great. You got the ball in the right guy's hands, and he tried to go downhill. Couldn't. They cut him off. I wish you defended it well. And then even defended the three when he fell away. All that to say that was a tough shot in Oklahoma State. Really close to a three-game win streak going into the tournament. But with Boynton, not just then, but then later, and even in after in this postgame, he said things, and as it was last post, last post up two weeks ago, or, or not two weeks ago, but two games ago, he had said, you know, if you get rid of the coach, if that's what you're thinking of doing, it has sounded to me like he has come to his own defense a little bit in news conferences. And he hasn't been, yeah. he hasn't been forward like saying you'd be an idiot to get rid of me or whatever, but did you feel any of that? I, I feel that he's probably gotten a little bit more defensive, um, not necessarily petty or anything like that. Uh, again, with the NIL comments, I understand how it could come off as deflecting a, a little bit. But right now, the way his team is playing, I think you've seen enough improvements to where uh, I, I can understand how he can be a little bit more defensive about their situation right now. Now, the problem is that's probably a little bit too late for some people mm-hmm. and some people's minds. I don't know if it's a little bit too late for Weiberg, Jack Weiberg on the board. He's the only guy who matters right now. Yeah, so um, that that's kind of the main issue right now. Is I, I can understand a little bit before what he's saying, but is that a little late? That's that's the biggest question. Yeah, and what I was talking about with him kind of defending is he was talking about Brandon Garrison after in a post game, and he said, you know, here's a guy who's gonna who everybody in the league's gonna start sending texts and things to because they're gonna want him. Yeah, he, he, talk- he said without knowing for sure, you know, basically mm-hmm. like. I get. I bet you he's being talked to right mm-hmm. now. You know, I don't know anything, but I yeah. bet you he's being talked to. Right, and he's and obviously he's a guy. He's already lost players to the portal. We've you know everybody's lost players to the portal. I say we because we all feel like we're part of it. <laughs> everybody's lost some players to the portal, mm-hmm. um, but he also he feels like he's been raided an awful lot. You know, the mooses and people like that. And he said, "Look, I know they're getting messages." And he said, "People." He said exactly what you said. You know, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure people are going to do that. And that's when he said, "You know," and. And, you know, if you get rid of the coach, do you get rid of the kid? And, again, that sounded a little bit like that was self-defense. And I'm not blaming him for it. I'm just no. saying I'm hearing some more of that. Well, when that happens and you get a little desperate, whether you are or not individually, your team feels that, and do they get that way, which mm-hmm. makes them more dangerous when you go to uh, to Kansas City unless they're ready to just go, oh, forget it, I'm done, I move on. I haven't gotten that from them. They had two wins in a row and played their tails off in that one. Yeah. This does not look like a team to me that's ready to say, fine, It's the, you know, this is the end of it, we're moving. I don't get that from them. Do you? No, I, I don't. And I think that you know after the BYU win, I know that uh, Garrison and Keller had some comments. I don't know it uh, word for word, but uh, they had some comments that were um, – pretty good to hear for for osu fans and that they want to do it here mm-hmm. you know they, you know they, they've really bought in you know at least for what the rest of this year uh, holds and i think that that's what helps point a little bit is now that you're actually seeing this team gel a little bit more and they were a second away from winning their third straight uh i think that's what ultimately saves him is obviously winning a few more but 
playing like you have a pulse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the those are the moments this season where people were really down bad about how this about how the rest of his career is going to look like about seeing um be, being ready for a, a difference was when they would watch games and it just didn't even look like they were trying mm-hmm. so i think that that's really helping him right now is that this team is getting a little bit more dangerous yeah and they're doing this without bryce yeah, yeah. You, you know i mean so you've had you've had your setbacks as people do during the season uh, but you have seen development uh, and you know, he also mentions you're playing guys who were really young, and that's true. Now, some of that is because that's who you went and got, and we understand right. that. But still, you're playing guys who are young, so that does make some sense. But I, I have felt them playing hard, uh, playing with some purpose, and that to me is a big deal. Now, because of his $9 million buyout, I was not sure they were going to do anything about it in, this year anyway, personally. Mm. But I think this really improves chances that you move along. And I saw someone say... And this was this was just a tweet. Someone said, "You know, I really can't help but really like this guy." And as much as yeah. I wanted to not like him a few weeks ago, I just you know now I'm thinking, look, this would be great for him if this continues to go this way and this kind of rolls into a good off season. And uh, and and I agree. I mean, I don't think anybody dislikes him at all. He's just such no. a nice guy. So uh, we do believe that. At least I do believe that they're going to be somewhat dangerous in the tournament. I just wonder if you're an OU or an OSU fan, what do you expect when you go to Kansas City? I mean, literally, do you have? Are you completely nervous? And I know we still got a game to go. Are you still? Are you completely nervous? Do you? If you are confident right now, oh, I know how my team's going to perform. Then you're drinking <laughs> or something because <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't imagine that many teams. Houston knows they're good. Kansas knows they're good. Iowa State knows they're good, and everybody else knows they've got a chance. But, boy, if you tell me you know that if you're BYU, we're going to make a run, you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. you, you, league, you lose to OSU, and then you beat Baylor, right? If you're BYU, it's amazing. Exactly. I'd like to know what you what you really, really expect out of your team, though. We've got one text I'll read here in a moment. It's, kind of a, it's a mix of basketball and baseball, and we want to get to the baseball game, and especially the suicide squeeze. I've got the final call on that one. We'll do that. Coming up, it's Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey here inside the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Our number for you is 918-262-5072. That is the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line on a weekend when so much happened. And we really haven't even talked yet about Tulsa's win over Charlotte, which is an important win for them. And the cool thing there is Jared Garcia, who started his career at Charlotte before he went to community college out in Utah, had 24. He actually led Tulsa, and he was really good. Uh, Haggerty still had 17. Uh, it was really good in that one as well, as Tulsa shows something here at the end of the year as well, going off to their conference tournament. Oh, all of that coming up still here on the Blitz 1170. But Bryce Hulse is tuning up and getting ready in the next room because he'll have this day in sports history next here on the Blitz 1170. The Blitz 1170 stream is is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. As you just heard Rick say, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane took down the Charlotte 49ers with a comeback victory on Saturday, 69-67. Jared Garcia led the way with a 24-point performance. Next up for the Hurricane is a Wednesday road trip to UTSA for a 7 o'clock tip. Pre-game will start at 6.30 over on Big Country 99.5. And the Oklahoma City Thunder ran past the Houston Rockets 123-110 last night. SGA led the Thunder with 36 points and Chet Holmgren added 29. This is the Thunder's fifth straight win and it moves into a tie with Minnesota for first place in the Western Conference. 
That's the window world of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.